Jazz superstar Donovan Mitchell on the big show. Do you have a message to jazz fans? What's on your mind moving forward as far as the jazz go? We're going to come up with a fire and edge and, you know, we're ready to work. That's the biggest thing. We haven't necessarily gotten to where we want to get to. We put together some good seasons, you know, and there's some seasons where I come home and people forget that we lost in the first round of Denver. But based on that first round, you thought we went to the conference final. But, you know, as it, it, truthfully as we haven't. So we got some work to do and we're going to put the work in as a group. We're going to do it. Not just myself. We, it's going to be take all of us and you know, we brought everybody back. Back, you know, but we've also made some good additions. I'm excited for this year, and let's get to it. Our weekly conversation, our friend Mason Wake. So, Mason, give us the top three reasons the Cougars will beat the Utes, and as you guys are more handsome, one of them. <laughs> Man, you guys are trying to get me to say something, but I don't know. These are going to get out the mute, and some guys are going to be pissed off, but I guess one could just be they've won nine straight, and we're just motivated to go out there and play. We're at home. There's not much I can say. There's just going to be a lot of energy from both sides. Everyone's going to want to win. That's a hard question, but we'll just have to see. You can't stand those huge, can you? Nah, I want to beat them. <laughs> Cannot stand them. That's just our mentality. Mason. We are not friends this week. Former Ute receiver and a rivalry week staple. He is Kenneth Scott with us. Why do you think sometimes these games don't go according to maybe how you'd predict? That's a great question. I really don't know because dating back to my last year there as the Vegas folks, I thought we had that game in the bag, 35 to 7. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no way they're coming back from this. I even put my helmet to the side knowing I wasn't going get back in. <laughs> but I guess it's the football gods that, you know, wanted us to have that memorable type game per usual so that families can talk about it on years on end. So I think it's just the football gods wanting us to have a good case. The magic happens. It's something to talk about. Former Cougar quarterback Tanner Megum with us. What needs to happen for BYU to get a victory? It's been a long time coming. Really, I think last year would have been their best shot. But now here we are, just one game in, so it's kind of hard to tell with 100% certainty who is the better team. I would always give the nod to Utah at this point, just based on how they looked in game one versus how BYU did. It's going to take much better execution in all three facets of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. BYU got away with a lot of mistakes against Arizona. You can't get away with that against a team like Utah. These games games, as we all know, come down to one play or one turnover, and the little things add up, and so we'll see who executes better on Saturday. Former Ute Christian Cox with us here on the big show. Utah's won nine consecutive. Do you think that's had an impact on the buzz around the rivalry? It's apparent. Things have changed. Whether you want to accept it or not, things have shifted, but it still is the holy war. It still is the rivalry. I think the buildup for Saturday, it's getting bigger and bigger because of the hiatus as well. So it's going to be a fun game. Utah has a way of playing really well, and it's because of Kyle, and back in 2000, when we lost, I never saw Kyle more viscerally upset and angry. I think his wife took some verbal blows in the stands, and he basically said, we'll never lose to these guys again. And lo and behold, that's what's happened. BYU legend Rob Morris. What do you think has to happen for this streak to come to an end Saturday night? What does BYU have to do to win? I think it's going to take a big game from the new quarterback, from Hall. He's going to have to make some plays with his feet. Turnovers are obviously huge, but you can't get behind quick. you got to be in the game all the time, and these rivalry games, I think they're a little more magnified than a normal game when they get emotional and when the momentum swings and the other guys get rolling, it can be tough to stop them in a rivalry game. So I think that's the key for BYU is some big plays, turnovers. I mean, that sounds like the key to winning every game, but in the rivalry games, you got to keep it close or get a big lead. Football Fridays, Coach McElema Harrington. If BYU and Utah played last year, BYU would have won. So that would be one out of ten years or whatever? No, that's one in a row. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's forget about the last ten yeah. years. So all the Utah folks hated the arrogant 
players like a little Why are you down at BYU. Like that? Well, yeah, because BYU walk into your stadium like they owned it. They've got their noses up. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to play your dogs today, you know, whatever. And every dog has his day, Alima. Yeah. Now, when I walk into your stadium, I'm going to walk in like I own your place. BYU had a long reign, and now Utah says BYU's in our hindsight. We don't worry about them. And I think the older Utah fan love that. On behalf of my colleagues on the board of directors of the Big 12 Conference, I'm delighted to welcome Brigham Young University into the Big 12. Cougar Nation, welcome to the Big 12. Go Cougs! You know, we're bringing in four great universities. It's a good day for all of us, but it's especially good day for the Big 12 Conference. Football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Holy War is here. Another chapter in the Utah BYU rivalry is about to be written. And your home for the best coverage of Rivalry Week is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. show on a football Friday. It sounds of the week right there brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or one of their breakfast burritos, or don't forget about their shoestring fries, the best out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy hunger just off 515 inside Tippinogas Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. We're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington. I don't know how to say this, Jake, but our best radio happens during the breaks. <laughs> Sometimes it works out that way, doesn't it? Yeah, there are things you can't discuss on the radio. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the game itself. And, Coach, uh, you heard Alema's uh, diatribe there about the Cougs. Oh, my you God. Wanna, you want to pick up the ball? He, he went on for an hour. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about why uh, maybe the Utes have the advantage? Because they had a better team. <laughs> so, so what? I think uh, – you know, I was a little concerned because BYU didn't tackle well in space, particularly. So you worry about you have to worry about that. So, and a lot of times, if you don't tackle well in space, there's lack lack of athleticism in the back end. So that's that's a concern because you saw a lot of guys leaving their feet on tackles and just kind of getting the air. Um, so, and then, you know, I, I would think Arizona's athletes were probably better than Weaver's athletes. But uh, you didn't see uh, the back-end guys missing tackles against against Weaver State. I mean, they held the running back to 57 yards or 67 yards, whatever. 57, yeah. Yeah, pretty good, a real good player. And uh, they dominated, pretty much dominated the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, so, so I, I – and I like I like Utah's depth. I like the maturity of. I think their offensive line will get better this week than they were last week. They're healthier. And, yeah, they should have uh, yeah. more players available. Yeah, and and so will BYU. As a matter of fact, as if they got the two Nakua boys and mm-hmm. and, that, and those people back. Um, I like. I think. I think Brewer's better than than 
Uh, Jared Hall. They're better than Jared Hall at this point, you know. So I think the 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 difference in the quarterbacks I think is is apparent. I think it's which running back do you like better, Tyler Algier or Tavian Thomas? Uh, well, I I love I love the Algier kid. I loved him last year because he and this the kid the Thomas kid at at Utah that that guy's impressive. Yeah. Because he's a big, strong running back, breaks tackles. And I think the only thing that maybe hurts him is he doesn't know all the blitz pickups in the in the, uh, in the the protection scheme and probably doesn't know the offense maybe as well as he should know it, where Algier knows everything that's going on. And Algier, I tell you, Algier's a sweet player. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I mean, can you imagine that kid was a walk-on there and almost left him at home? And his mother made him stay there, you know. And here's a kid. Whoever was he a linebacker to begin with, yeah. right? But he's a he's a natural running back. It's not like like you had to all of a sudden. Oh, this guy goes from being a safety or whatever he was to being a running back. But the guy's a very natural running back, and and a good, and really good player. I mean, I I I really like that kid. I don't think BYU's offensive line is good as the one they had last year. Mm-hmm. And defensively, you know, they play that soft coverage and keep everything in front of them, and that's kind of been their their trademark. And so I, you know, bend but don't break type of thing. But they look a little softer in the back end than what they were before. So, so I would have to give, you know, give Utah maybe a fourteen point advantage, and and uh, I just think they got a better a better football team, you know, at this, at this point. I would uh, agree with, with just about everything Coach just said. Except that, what? Well, I'll, I'll t- <laughs> no, no, let's talk yeah, about you, the things I had, agree with. I agree with. You had a question mark. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean okay. the, the secondary concerned me against Arizona for BYU. First half looked okay, but once Arizona figured out, let's get it to our playmakers in space and let them win the one-on-one matchups. And when guys are not tackling or, you know, leaving their feet, that is a sign of, you know, know, less athleticism. I don't want to call them unathletic, but less athleticism. That can, that's a concern when you've got some of the the, the talent that, that Utah is going to put on the field. Um, I also agree, and I'm curious what you know Tanner would think about this. Tanner Mangum, who who commented about uh, Jaron Hall uh, on your guys' show about his ability to make the passes, I, I agree. Brewer's the better quarterback. Um, he doesn't know this rivalry. Brewer doesn't, but I don't know how much that matters. Jaron is has been indoctrinated in it because his father played for BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some advantages, you know, definitely that go be Utah's way. Uh, I still, when I look at at the the overall game, and my brother and I had this conversation yesterday. If you are close, you know, athletically, which I think that these two teams are relatively close. Give the advantage to Utah, okay? We'll give them the advantage on the athleticism and some of those kinds of things. That it's going to be about who wants this thing more. And I think BYU wants it more. (laughs) 
How do you know that? Just because they've lost nine straight? Well, that that helps. You know, that lights a fire under you. Um, and, and I love the – and I, I had predicted that this would be the case, that you kind of wait, you hold on till Friday, you make the Big 12 announcement, um, so that you have a little more cachet – walking into the stadium or storming into the stadium from the tunnel, you know, when you come onto the field. Um, but, yes, you know, the fact that you've lo- lost nine in a row makes you want to win it more. For and, and for all of the guys out there, and you can say the same thing for a guy like Britton Covey, who indoctrinated in this, in the, in this rivalry as well, along with Kafusis and other guys that are on the field. But guys that will have an opportunity to put their stamp on the game would be a guy like Jaron Hall. And, you know, you hope that that pressure isn't so much that you make poor choices while you're out there, but... To me, Utah, at a certain point, maybe as soon as they joined the Pac-12, they this game didn't mean that much to them anymore. No, I doubt that. <laughs> no, it means it means a lot. All the all the people that have Utah ties that play at the University of Utah, they understand the importance of the game. And when you have a rivalry game, you don't have to say much to, to your players. They know what they have to get done. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to have any kind of rah-rah thing or anything like that because they understand. Before before we got to where we were at even stead, you know, or or where where the games were equal, or the teams were equal. Uh, people, that's all people talked about is because we had lost so many about. Well, can you beat BYU? They didn't care about if you won one game as long as it was BYU. <laughs> you know, and and I'd always tell them. We play them the last game of the year. Why, why worry about? We'll worry about them when the week comes. And then when the week comes, uh, you know, every every place that I've coached where you had a traditional rivalry, you don't have to tell tell mm-hmm. players what's coming up. And do you think that still exists the way it did back in uh, your day, Matt? Probably not, because it was usually the last game of the year, and so it's a little different, you know. But the guys who are local guys, you know, they. They know they know what's what it's what's at stake now. Maybe BYU have, maybe have more local players than what Utah does, but I don't know. You know what what the the mix between yeah. the, the two schools is. But I would I would just say that my guess is Utah will be extremely ready. Their players the players have talked to the younger players. And, and so they'll know, but but you hope that they won't look at the film. You know, a lot of times players look at film, and no, no matter what you tell them, they say, "Oh, these guys don't look that good." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they go in mentally; they're not where they need to be. Where where that's where the advantage would be for BYU because they look at the film, they know what they have to do, and they're. I think they're going to be more ready to play early than maybe Utah is. Yeah. Do you guys? I'm sorry, go ahead, man. So a lot of times you look a lot of times and all of a sudden that team that's kind of the underdog or whatever, they're gonna, they come out and they're smacking people around early and then the other team wakes up and says, Oh, these guys might beat us so we better play you know. And then you kinda you kinda it, and sometimes it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to halftime and Coaches in there chewing you out and saying what's wrong with you and 
all of a sudden the guys wake up, and then it's too late when you're down a couple of TDs to, to come back against a good, a good football team. So I would say from a psychological standpoint, I would think BYU would have a little advantage that way. Depending on their locker room, I don't know what you know what what the what the kids say in the locker room away from the coaches mm-hmm. is really important because that has a lot, a lot to do with your psyche. Yeah. Do you guys think that uh, both Jake and I were talking about this? Do you think that both the Utes and the Cougars in their in, in week one, first game against opponents that you would expect them to beat, knowing that they're playing? a better opponent the following week uh, that they might have been concealing anything uh, or holding anything back uh, the first time around versus what we're going to see tomorrow night? Um, I don't think so. You know, everything, nowadays everything's out there, you know, on, 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 on video. You can get everything you want and you can see everything you want and, and, Utah did a lot of things utilizing their tight ends, and and uh, they did a lot of things interesting in the in the route in the route things, um, and and I think that you know obviously BYU just wanted would do whatever they had to do to win that opening game. You know they they're going to throw whatever they got out there to do it. Um, so I don't know what what what. What they would save, you know, what either either team would really save, you know, I don't, maybe some trick play you have in the bag, but there's there's no such thing as disguising anymore because too there's too much there's too much stuff out there saying, oh yeah, they did this two years ago, they did this three years ago, but you got you got film on all whatever yeah. things they've done, and believe me, so um, the guys at Utah know Roderick really well. They know what he's doing. And and Andy Ledwick traditionally is a conservative. You know, so he's he's not a uh, he's a what do you call a safe coach. You know, he's gonna he's usually gonna take the safe alley of of what he sees and he's gonna he sees the weaknesses yeah, of what the opponent is and he's gonna go after their weaknesses. And so, but he's not going to do a lot of stupid stuff. He's going to do stuff that makes sense and are practical. Because he's a real film junkie. You know, he likes to watch film alone. He likes to he likes to concentrate on the film. Very smart guy. You know, not you know not not a real public guy. You know, he doesn't like go out in the public much. You know, he's just. He's kind of a, you know has a little hole and he gets in there, <laughs> does his thing. All right, we're here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. I want to play those Rob Morris comments. We'll play those for for Coach Mack and talking about you know the building this rivalry into what it is today. We'll get into that straight ahead. But Clayton is jumping on with us once again. Hello, Clayton. How's it going, guys? What's How up, you Clayton? Been? Hey, hey, you know we're gonna call Clayton. We'll call him MC Mullet Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> Mullet Clayton. What do you think, Clayton? Hey, I'll I'll, I'll take it. I got, I got an it, awesome shoot I'm, coming I'm like up in hair. October, hey, and I'm growing hey, I, mullet. How's it going, MC? Yes. <laughs> how's it going, MC Mullet Clayton? <laughs> hey, listen, Coach. In the yes. spirit of the mullet, let me tell you about this deal. Because fall isn't just about football. It's also about going back to school. Okay. 
So we we just got a bunch of desks in. I'm talking uh, desks for your computer, desks for the kids, or you know maybe you're a college student listening and you need a, a desk situation for your dormitorio. Listen, we have all. I said that in Spanish. I can't believe that. <laughs> if you need it for your if you need it for your dorm. Listen, half of my life's in Spanish, so yeah. dormitorio it is. If you need oh it for your gosh. dorm or whatever, we have we have desks. We just got in stock. I got thirteen different desks in this week. Desks starting at three. Sorry, two twenty nine. As low as two twenty nine, you can get yourself a desk. Like I said, I got seven different styles in. I have a couple in a different uh, colors. First come, first serve. Desk starting at two ninety nine. Don't forget about our buy one get one free recliner. That's starting at six ninety nine. And of course, like we said in the very first break, our lowest price ever on the King Split adjustable base. It's the Cougar Special, but you fans the can come Cougar in and special. get that deal as well. If you're a U fan, you can also get it for sixteen ninety nine. But listen, that's today and tomorrow only at the warehouse. Sixteen ninety nine. Boom. 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 Take advantage of it. I, Thanks, Clayton. I tell you what, Clayton's, Thanks, a, good, Clayton's a good dude, man. Yes, sir. Taking care of our listeners. That's right. Hey, that's right. He's taking care of our listeners. And I tell you what, what a great family that, that is. 1825 South, 300 West. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to talk rivalry game with Dylan Cauley, the former BYU wide receiver. Does the streak end here? I believe so. I think it's going to be an extremely tough game, and it's going to be chances are the last second hoorah, but I firmly believe that this streak ends here. All right. That's what I want to hear, brother. Now, there's a lot of prayer and a lot of faith going into that and potentially some fasting, but I firmly believe that. How much does this streak bother you? Oh, it's bothered me since day one. I'm a big BYU fan. I'm not like a diehard of anybody or anything, but this will always be something that bothers me until it's broken. The only way to really crush all of that narrative is to end the streak this weekend. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Cougars at 30 update. Uh, let's uh, hear from BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. He was asked about Kyle Whittingham's impact on the rivalry. Yeah, I was there for six of the first nine of this streak, whatever, and um, he's a great coach. Starts there, he's a great coach, and this game's a, this game's a huge deal to him, and it's he makes it a huge deal to the whole program, and, you know, we have to match that. we got to match that, but he's an outstanding coach. That's why they're good. He's leading that ship. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. If you're working from home uh, or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. I 
Zone's going to make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show on a football Friday here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West Football Friday, brought to you by Stonehaven Dental. They say yeah, uh, they say yes, yes to free exam and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com uh, to schedule an appointment. Uh, Coach, I, I want to play a clip for you. This is okay, from, okay. from yesterday. Uh, BYU great Rob Morris was on the show. And just to, to set this up a little bit, um, we, we were talking about the history of the rivalry. In his time there, uh, it was 2-2. Two and two. Uh, He said that uh, the Utes uh, won two of those games. You know, great players, some really great BYU teams. And I asked him what the difference was at Utah, and, and here was his answer. I think he started to get good players. I think that's always what what makes, you know, you get a coach, and I love Coach Mack. He's like one of the most personable, you know, just funny, you know, really good coaches. And I think when you can recruit, you know, you started getting some some big-name guys that started moving on to the next level. And I think that's when the competition started to heat up, and he really kind of brought it to the next level. And then, you know, and then obviously you have some really good coaches that come in there, and it just kind of spirals, and it's like a snowball that builds. So, but I think for, for Mack, it was the players he brought in for sure so coach how'd you do it how'd you get the players <laughs> how did you bring the rivalry into well, balance well let's say it's almost 35 years of recruiting prior to that and knowing where to go get players and just use your you know your where you've been and how you've treated other people and you're able to go into areas and you you got to identify the areas where you're going to do well and then you got to identify, you know, what kind of a what, what kind of a locker room you want to have. And so, I didn't worry about, you know, can we recruit a, a, a man of color, you know, to come to Utah? Yeah, that's no problem. You know, we can get who we want, you know, because I've recruited all those schools in L.A. or wherever, and and I had a history with most of the coaches. And I had a history with most of the coaches in Hawaii. I had a history with with people in the South because I worked camps in the South when I was younger, right? So you kind of know where to go because you've been there and you have relationships and then people will send you players. And then, like I said, McMacken really had a good reputation in the South. Juhi had a great reputation in Northern California. So So on and so forth. So you recruit, you hire guys that have you know relationships in different areas where you can go and get can go and get players and then you get you bring what i call personality players guys that you know love to play football i remember we got jim bellamy out of uh, out of one of the junior colleges in mississippi and i can remember the the uh, what do you think about jim bellamy well he hates white people <laughs> i said i said i said and then in to this day 
Jimmy Bellamy and my wife are just like that. I mean, he every time he has a problem, he calls her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I said, who's on the phone? Oh, Jimmy, what's his problem? She said, oh, well, he got this problem. But, but, and, but Jimmy was a personality player. And I can remember when I had a, uh, a home visit with his parents, right? And they had no idea where Utah was. They, were, they had a big map on the deal. Where, where's Utah? You know, and so, and, but but he was, you know, he was a personality player. You know, the Bronzel Miller was a personality player. Of, what do you mean by that, Mac? What's a personality player? Guys who love to play the game. Hmm. You know that that's that's the only thing they think about. Everything else is secondary. You know, they they just. That's what they do. They play football, and then, then they do what they have to do so they can play football. So they go to class or get their education. They'll do the things they got to do. But the personality players, when you talk to them about football, that's all they want to talk about. I add something, and and this I think is is related to what Rob Morris said, and you know, Craig Bullerjack actually asked me this question. We we're doing a, a podcast on Wednesday together. And he said, uh, the Holy War. Do you still call it the Holy War? And my, my first reaction was yes. And then as I thought about it, the answer is no. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because there was a time where you all the, all the Mormon kids, they all went to BYU. Or the BYU, as you like to say, Coach. But when Coach, you came there, and th- this was, did, I'm trying to remember, did you replace Fossil? Yeah. Okay. So, and Fossil was the coach that 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 I played against when I was at BYU. But there there was an uh, almost an uh, you know an antagonistic approach to the LDS player. So meaning, if you were a mission kid, right. well, you're not going to Utah. Yeah, like they're, they're not like they they don't want you there. Um, and one of the things beyond, and we talked about culture with the Polynesian people. We're talking about culture with the LDS community, understanding the culture and and opening your arms to this this group of talented football players that were mission kids that what? never would have considered Utah before. And now all of a sudden, coach is saying, oh, yeah, you can go on a mission? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll support you on that, you know, when you come back. And, and now some of the guys, BYU thought, oh, these guys, we got no problem, the other, you know, because their only offer is, is BYU and they're not going to Utah. Well, all of a sudden these kids are going to Utah. And that, that changed a lot here in the state. And, and, and that's big because, you know, a lot of the high school players, you know, had their eyes on a mission, you know, am I going to go on a mission or not? And, you know, there was a time where – if you went to, to, to Utah, you didn't have a choice. You're not, you're not going. And then not just the kid, but the families are like, oh, no, we don't want you going to Utah because then you're not going to go on a mission. Yes. But that, that changed, and now it's completely different. Kind of the interesting story there was, and Gordon knows this story, because so I had, I had spoken uh, in, in a, one of those deals with the church in Tucson with Thomas Munson, right? Um, and that was, and so we were, we were having all these recruits in, right? All missionary kids. And so, and Thomas was in the, the, the head of the church. Yeah. Thomas S. Watson yeah, yeah. is good. the, 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 by Thomas the, by the way, you're referring to. by the way, good dude. Yes. Too. So he was the assistant at that time. You know, he, he was the number two guy. 
So I called him. I said, hey, I'd like to have these missionaries that come in. Could I bring them down to the church office down in the sink, you know, sanctum below? Yeah. And let them hang out so they can know the importance of their missions. He said, yeah, coach, I owe you a favor. So I take them down. In the in the inner sanctum down there, and they go through. They're all sitting there, and Munson's is talking to them, talking about their missions and all that stuff. And and I'm in there. I'm sitting in the prophet's chair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of I'm kind of rolling around. You know? I said, hey, you know, just messing around in there. And and uh, so these kids, you know, most of them from Hawaii, from Tonga, from so they all go home. And they tell people how I'm close to the, <laughs> I'm, clo- I'm close to the prophet, and I'm close. To- so, so, I'm I'm at that supermarket over in Laia, right? Yeah. The big- yeah. Lady comes up to, you're the guy that's the food land. To- yeah, food land. <laughs> you're the guy that's close to the prophet. <laughs> I said, yeah, we tight. <laughs> that's a great story. Oh, oh that's that is, good. Uh, that hey, is great story. But the next time I called them, they they said no <laughs> because BYU got wind of that. And BYU said, oh, hey. they, went, they went crazy. <laughs> but but Thomas Munson was a really yeah. good man, and he's a Utah guy. Yeah, yeah, and, or, or and, was a Utah yeah. guy? I should say, you know, just has the since passed, but he was a Utah yeah. guy. I say I can't top. Max story, Jake. I can't top it. So th- this is just you're going to try. Well, no, I can't. I <laughs> yeah. can't. I'm saying I ha- that's a good story. A I don't think I can I, top that. I have not rolled around in the prophet's chair. Okay, I haven't. But 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 I met him once. Uh, his grandson and my daughter were playing tennis in the in the same in the same tournament, and I walk into uh, the and they have little stands there. Right. You know? So I walk in, I see him over there, and he's telling stories, and people are gathering around him. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to go over there and be a prophet groupie or anything. <laughs> a prophet groupie, I like that. <laughs> so, so, I, so I sat down on the other side of the, the stands, you know, and I'm just sitting there. After about 10 minutes, he walks over to me, and he says, I guess one Monson ought to be courteous enough to come introduce himself to another. <laughs> I like that. He, he was a sport. He's a he was a sports guy. Yes. He yeah. loves yeah. sports. Uh, he's a great guy. He yeah. came to jazz games a lot, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. All right, we're here at the warehouse. We'll find out. Uh, Rolling around in the province <laughs> chair. We'll find out. Uh, Max the... up there getting inspiration all of a sudden. I'm going to change a few things. <laughs> we'll find out what's going on in the high that's school what world I, coming that's up what next. I, that's what I used to tell the missionaries when they when they come by the house. I'd say, Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll join. <laughs> and, just, and I said, I said, but I don't want to work my way up. <laughs> I said, I want to be, you know, I want to be ahead of the the community. I want to be the guy, you know, of the bishop. The bishop. I want to be the bishop, and then that way I could tell everybody what to do. <laughs> and then, and so you go down and talk to my guy down the block here and see what if, what he thinks, and then if he's in agreement. We got a deal. <laughs> and, and, and well, what do you mean by you want to be a head of the neighborhood? Yeah, I want to tell them how to handle their Sundays, their Mondays, and their Tuesdays, and their Wednesdays, you know? And then I give them Thursday a free day. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Max says, uh, nobody needs to come to church, you know, or I'm going to reduce tithing by 5% or something. Well, 
Hey, I might have reduced the tithing a little bit. That would have made some people happy. <laughs> but, but, no, you still had to go to church, but they could play sports afterwards. You know, they just didn't go to church, and you could go to the gym if you wanted. Or you go to a movie, or you could do whatever you want. I said, but when you're in church, you're in church. Church is over, you can do what you want. A lot of churches have gyms in them. Huh? They have, they have gyms attached to them. I know. You go from the chapel to the gym. Yeah, yeah we'll, play, we'll, play, we'll, play, we'll play. Hey, we'll play a, a, a basketball game right after. Get the ward team ready. <laughs> got to get them ready. <laughs> we got ward five playing ward six at two o'clock. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Stay tuned. More next on Football Friday on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Ready? We go. The long decade of independence for BYU is finally over. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. As the Cougars are Big Twelve bound. Keep it locked on the Zone Sports Network for all the latest breaking news. As the Cougars make the transition to the Big 12, your home for the best coverage of college football in Utah is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's your Utes at 50 update uh, here on the big show. Here's Coach Witt uh, talking about BYU quarterback Jaron Hall's mobility and if that causes the Utes to play differently. On the edge it does, not interiorly, but on the edge you gotta you try to get the guy pulled up and not let him just have you know the ability to roll out and have three, four seconds to do his thing. I mean you gotta try to do as good a job as you can, keeping him contained. This update brought to you by our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or one of their killer breakfast burritos. Don't forget about their best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger just off I-15 inside Tippetogas Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Holy War is here. Another chapter in the Utah-BYU rivalry is about to be written. And your home for the best coverage of Rivalry Week is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show on a football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Quick tease, Bruce Feldman's going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and we're going to be giving away BYU-Utah tickets. We're going to do a fun contest at 4.30, and uh, the more of the show here on Football Friday that you've caught, the better your chances. So there are going to be questions uh, about the show so far. So stay tuned for that coming up at 4.30. Uh, but I uh, want to get your final thoughts on the on the game before we let uh, both of you go. But first, uh, let's talk about uh, what you've going on, you both have going on in the high school world tonight. Uh, Coach Mack, who, who does our soaring eagle have? <laughs> we got the East Leopards. Not exactly an ideal opponent. But, you know, we had two teams were supposed to play. Both decided not to show up. So, East is the only team that had opening, so 
our only choice was go someplace in Las Vegas, go someplace in Portland, or 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 play East, or not play for two weeks. So your team needs to play. So you know, and East is not the best opponent to have. But you know, you just you know they're going to test you physically, and and um, it's it'll be a, it'll be a it'll be a good it'll be a good a good uh, uh, what would be a positive what would be a good thing for us to do be a gr- good growing experience whatever yeah whatever but <laughs> whatever but hey <laughs> hey we'll we'll show up I mean we'll be there so but uh, he has a Matt, that's the best by the way East is the best on four team in the state right oh, now there's no question there no they're, question I tell you what they're in watching their film. I really like I really like their players, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I think that they're they're kind of going to mature into the of what they want to be, and and, uh, and so so they're you know I I don't see you know I see them really having a a, a good finish because they got too many too many good players you know and they're and they're tough. East is always tough, you know. They're always they're they're some they're gangsters. Yeah. yeah, they're they're young right now. But uh, at, at some important position, including on the offensive line, but uh, and quarterback, um, but they're they're gonna they will mature quickly, and and um, that will be a team to contend with in five A oh, yeah. by the end of the season. Oh, there's no question. So so anyways, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll, you know, this is good. This is I tell you, this is good for our for for this group we have. Just to see, you know. Physically, can we line up and play? Physically, can we match up? So it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. But um, I love, I love my ki- the kids out there yeah. at Juan Diego. They're the greatest people in the world. Those kids, you know, I wouldn't trade them for any group of kids you could have anywhere in the country. They're just really good people. You know, just they're fun to be around. You know, they're positive, real positive kids, and. The education you get out there is unreal. What they do with those kids academically is frightening. Yeah, because <laughs> you well, you graduated from there, so you know what I'm talking about. It's a, I mean, they're always. I said, they said, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. Hey, wait a minute, it's football practice. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to go over here and get this academic appointment. You got to go over here and do this. I said. Come on, dude. This is football season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alema, who do you have tonight? We've got a good game tonight. Uh, we were up north last night, uh, uh, Green River and uh, uh, Ridgeline. And Ridgeline looked really good. Um, those teams were both 4-0, and now Ridgeline is 5-0. And um, What was so the score of that game? The score was lopsided. It was 42-7. to No or way. Or 42-6. 42-6. Well, that green – the green, yeah, had a pretty. They had a pretty. Yeah, good... they they beat the team uh, um, skyline of Idaho, right? Uh, but they're all of their games were close games, and Ridgeline is just that good. They Ridgeline got, is really good. They have, they is that where the uh, basketball tight end guy went to Ridgeline? The, com, I think he committed to Utah State for basketball. Uh, I don't know about that. The quarterback. Yeah. Well, the quarterback is Cox. Okay. Is a uh, Caden uh, Cox, and he had a nice night last night. They have a really nice running back, Noel White. He's really good too, and a good receiving core. And then tonight we have American Fork versus Bingham. Um, American Fork is is as uh, you know, as, aside from Corner Canyon, 
uh, American Fork is as good as as you'll see in the state, as advertised. Yeah, and uh, and uh, give me an opportunity. They're they're playing against Bingham, but uh, uh, Zach Lopini Katoa uh, played at American Fork, and thoughts and prayers are with the the Katoa family. His mother is has a brain tumor and having surgery. Oh, really? Good. And so um, I think the surgery might be today. So how is how is she doing? Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure on the on on any updates on that, but just letting the the, the Katoa family know that we're thinking about them, and uh, so Bingham. On the other side is two and two, but they're still one of the top teams in the state. Oh, Bingham is- they lost the Corner Canyon, and, and that's the region, right? That region, region uh, four, is it region four? Uh, is one of the toughest that you'll find because all of those teams are good. Uh, they're all good. Yeah, you got uh, Corner Canyon, American Fork, Lone Peak, and and uh, um, uh, Bingham, and so it's, that's that's a rough. Run. And, and yeah. you got that. You got the other Sky Ridge and Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge hasn't given up a touchdown all year. No. Um, and we we got Corner Canyon Sky Ridge coming up too on our schedule that we'll be, what, call, we'll when, be calling when that you, game. When you have that one, I think that's not next week, but the week after that, if I'm not mistaken, it could be next week. But uh, so we're looking forward to to that game and hoping that it'll be a close game between these two two, two teams. Um, I like Bingham. A lot more than than my broadcast uh, partners. Well, I, who's your broadcast partner? Well, Dave Fox and and Tony Parks and Frank Dolce. They don't have as much love for for, 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 Bingham. for Bingham, and I think it's a really good team. Um, and their offense can sputter at times. And against American Fork, you got to put up points because they're going to put up points. American Fork's really yeah. good. They're yeah. Good. Quarterback's a good player. They got been good around a long time. They're, they're, their quarterback, we've been calling his name since he was a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, it's his senior season. He's headed to Boise State. And so, and they got a lot of, uh, you know, Division One talent between those two teams right. on the field. So, so I got a question yeah. for you guys that I have to, we have to fit in here. We've heard what you've said about the way the game will go a little bit, but I need to know, uh, I need to know specifically What's going to happen in this game, BYU-Utah, and I want to score? Okay. Can you give them to me? I'll give you mine. I'll be quick. 21-17 to 17 is the final score. BYU wins, uh, on, uh, and the go-ahead touchdown will be a Samson-Nakua reception for a touchdown. Wow, that's yeah. very specific. Okay. So you think a defensive struggle. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and and I gave a different score I think when I did it on TV, but it was it was still a low scoring game. It was somewhat in that neighborhood. But when you give two different scores, and you can win twice <laughs> or once, you're gonna win once. You're gonna Some, win. Sometimes yeah. I'm worried about you. <laughs> he's a, a flip flop. You, got, you hey. got more opportunities to get it right, Coach. If you give more answers, I think maybe you're getting a little bit, <laughs> a little bit fussy up there. So you, you go. Well, I got two scores. I got the first score. If if the guy scores the touchdown at the end, now that was good. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, Samson Nakua winning both both times. Yeah, or? both times. Either, either uh, way, Samson. But Nakua. and the guy might not even yeah. play. <laughs> what do you told, think? We've been told he's 100%, so we're going with that. What do you think, Coach? <laughs> Other than a limb is full of it. What do you think? 34-31. Oh, okay. Very appropriate. Okay. But realistically, I think it's 41-21. to 21. Yeah? Favor Utah. Yeah. yeah. That's a blowout because Vegas said seven. No. Hey, so 
Penn called when Penn called me last yeah. night. He said the Vegas line is, is BYU's favorite by nine. I said, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, on, he said, I thought I could call you to see if that was right. I said, I said if, if they got it by nine, let me send you a. <laughs> I said, it's probably the other way around, bro. <laughs> I don't know about 20, Mac, but I do have the U20 by two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I I just think. Well, it, uh, it's going to be a. They're always close. Though. No, I think it's going to be The majority close, of the time, these are close. close games. Two out of the last nine have not been yeah. close. Okay, uh, where's, where's Jake? Where's, where are you, Jake? I, I'm, I think Utah wins, but I think it's going to be close. I'm, I'm yeah. like a lemma. I think it's okay. going to be three, four, five points somewhere in there. Okay, well, let's. Hey, so with. with all the BYU hopeful. Yeah. You know, we're just, we hope for all you people. Yeah. To... And I love Coach Mack, but I'm going with the BYU. <laughs> okay. 50-50. <laughs> You're famous. Hey, hey. And I'm going with the University of Utah <laughs> running Utes. All right. Hey, it's great to see both hey, of you. Enjoy your games tonight. Let me tell you the story, but remember the Indian guy <laughs> that used to ride the horse? Yeah. Okay. So he, he comes in the stadium, right? And we got all the players out there, right? And the guy's riding the horse, and then he falls off, right? <laughs> so I go out there to pick him up, right? The guy's drunk. <laughs> I said, I said, dude, you've been drinking. Ah, <laughs> just <Hey>, a little. <laughs> That's probably. Yeah, that's a good story. Good that's way to end it. Story. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your game. Close it out tonight. We're live in the warehouse. I thought I could out. add that to yeah. make it three hundred less. <laughs> the BYU mascot got the high on uh, what uh, Mountain Dew. Yes, Mountain Dew. Well, yeah, your guy, yeah. your guy's drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah, my guy's drinking. You know, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> he's, he's, Mountain moonshine. <laughs> he's a, oh, man. I tell you what, when I coached in That's Kentucky. That's always the right answer, though. Yeah, when I, was coaching, when I was coaching in Kentucky, that moonshine was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more coming up next. Bruce Feldman joins the show here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of the University of Utah, Kyle Winningham. You've been doing this for a bit. You've coached in a lot of these rivalry games to the point where are you calloused or does it still feel a little different? Does this week still have a little special <laughs> meaning to you? It does have a little different feel to it. Now, it's a different feel than it used to have, I can tell you that. It's not quite the same as you know, when we were both in the Mountain West or the WAC and you know the game was at the end of the year. and had more of a true rivalry feel back then, but it's still certainly an intense game and certainly has the attention of the entire state of Utah. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.